Hello. Before we start this episode properly, I just want to address something that many of you have been in touch about in recent weeks and months. A few episodes ago, we introduced a co-host on the podcast, a pink children's character called Bimpsy. And I'm joined today by my new co-host, Bimpsy. Hello, Bimpsy. Bimpsy! Bimpsy hasn't appeared on the podcast since, and many of you have been in contact to ask where she is. Here's a random selection of some of the correspondence we've received. Uh, this first one. Uh, dear Beef and Dairy Network, where has Bimpsy gone? She was so accomplished in that first episode, she rather outshone the regular host who I find to be quite smug. And then it, it goes on. Um, uh, this one. Dear Beef and Dairy Network, blah, blah, blah. Bimsy appearing on the show gave me the confidence to leave my husband and fulfil my lifetime dream of opening a shop selling wicker furniture. Uh, I'm not, not quite sure uh, how Bimsy helped with that, but giving you a picture, uh, just one more. And this one is just full of hot gravy! Sorry. Bimsy was the creation of a PR company, Handcatch PR, that we engaged to try and help us raise our listenership in the face of financial difficulties. It is now public knowledge that because of some financial mismanagement by our former accountant Dominic Bumron, we now have significant debts uh, in euros to the Estonian government and uh, in grain to the actor Ted Danson. It is our contention that this strategy of bringing Bimsy on board hasn't worked. And I wish to make it very clear what the network's decision is about the future of Bimpsy as a character. And I'm going to ring Melanie from Handcatch PR and, and tell her now. Hello, Melanie. Handcatch, Handcatch PR. Hi, Melanie. Beef and Dairy Network here. Oh, hello. How, Hi. How's things? How's things going? Nice to hear from you. Been a while, but... Yes, it's been a while. Um, look... I'm not going to beat around the bush here. We've here at HQ. We've been talking about uh, Bimpsy. Um, oh, how, I mean, who hasn't? She's been on everyone's minds, on everyone's on everyone's lips. Um, actually, now you say that um, we actually actually have some good news for you. We've got the audience data in from Bimpsy's episode of your your little show. Right. Um, I mean, we don't. Exciting. I don't need to know the the, the data because we've already come to a decision. Um, oh, oh, have you? Yeah, a lot of thought well, was I mean, going to this. I don't blame you. But. Um, yeah, we're we're not going ahead uh, with Bimpsy. So what? many, many Sorry, thanks what? for your input. But um, what do you mean you're not? What do you mean you're not going ahead with Bimpsy? Are you are you mad? Have you seen the numbers? Uh, no, no. Uh, okay, well, before you make some silly decisions, why don't I just why don't I just show you what's what's been happening behind the scenes in the machine? All right. So I don't, I don't think it's going to change, you know, my opinion. But I think I think once you hear what's been going on. You might just think very differently indeed. So, uh, you know, as we said at the time, we took your little show about um, dirt, dirt and things, uh, and we identified that you were not optimising well at all for a very important market, the girls between six years old and nine years old. And you yeah. agreed with that, didn't you, at the time? You said you thought, yeah, it wasn't well, doing we very well. We, we weren't really aiming for those people yeah. because, we, you know, our, our advertisers are a, an agricultural supplies company who mainly sell feed and insemination products so you know it was hard to imagine 
girls. It was baffling for me, honestly, trying to be like, "What? Well, how is this appealing to little girls?" Yeah, we weren't I trying didn't... to appeal to little girls. That's the thing. Well, no, so... you weren't. No. no, that wasn't necessarily a problem for us. Exactly. So that was that was your mistake to begin with. Overall listenership for the Bimpsy episode that went out, you know, we were up five percent, which you know that's fine, that's respectable. But where it gets interesting, you drill down to the numbers. Your listenership in our targeted market, which was the six to nine-year-old girl market, it went up 400%. Wow, that's, wow, okay. That's amazing. 400%. Yeah, the thing is, though, I'm not a mathematician, but to work out a percentage like that, you have to know how many you had to start with, right? So how many many six to nine-year-old girls were listening previous to the Bimpsy episode, according uh, to your research? Well, yeah. In the numbers, that, that number is, that's one. Right, so 400% rise on one is... Yeah. What's five. that, total listenership of four? Uh, no, five? five. See, Yeah, five. But, you know, 400%. And, you know, we've, got, we've gone from one... We've gone from one to five, which is... It's still not many people, is it? Let us worry about the numbers. All right, you know, my girls, they they absolutely loved it. They went crazy. They've been drawing bimpsy in a on, variety on. of situations. H- hang on. on a... Hang on. How many girls do you have? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah, two. A Kendra and McKendrick. Right, so... Oh, lovely. Two of the extra listeners that the mm. show picked up because of bimpsy were your children. Yes, and actually they were um, listening to it with one of their uh, very good friends, a lovely um, seven-year-old girl called Meglin Belfort. Right, okay, so we've got the original listener, we've got your two children. Kendra McKendrick, yeah, they're yeah. doing well. Then there's Meglin Belfort. Yeah, That leaves a, girl. A, a mystery person who we picked up. Do we know who that is? No, that's the thing, actually. we Yeah, we do not know who that, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to track her down, I think, because that's, you know, who is she? <laughs> I'd be fascinated to know that. Also, it's important to say it, she could be statistical error. Right, right. It can't be overstated. It's 400%. Four or five young girls isn't going to turn around the, it's not going to bring in the kind of money we need, is it? But the point is, they're listening, they're purchasing, they're consuming. I mean, yeah, how much they're consuming? You know, how, can you show me data that shows, for example, that one of those girls put in a big order for granium nutritional sand? Um, I can't. No. Or, you know, the rat begone rodent harpoon. They've not. No, none of those. They've not purchased any of those. Have been. They're having like a look. So basically, look, what look you're now. saying is, we gave you in the north six figures kind of money and we've got nothing back you have to look at it in terms of you know input and output money wise you know we had costs there was things we had to you know we had to pay carol remember carol the actor she yeah. had, you know played bimpsy so how, how much did you, how much did you pay carol we didn't pay her but it was very good exposure for her that look you know bimpsy you should be grateful the work we've done bimpsy br- brought something you know beautiful to your your usual turgid horrible little mix of grubby welly men from the farming community talking about farming and farms all the time boring you had a problem i solved it you know it's not me who's up to my eyeballs in debt to the government of estonia and the claimed actor ted danson no well, don't don't talk about that i just think you know the letters keep coming they're getting the the, the debt's rolling in the letters are getting bigger and they're getting more and more angry shades of red ted danson is not going to be put off. So I don't know what your solution is. I'm trying my best to help. Look, as far as Ted Danson goes, we're just ignoring the letters. You're ignoring the letters from Ted Danson. You know what happens if you do that. 
my advice to you would be do not bully Ted Danson, okay? He cannot read. He can only write. He's a very emotional man. He works on feelings alone. He scratches out notes of hatred in his red, red inks, and we have to bear the consequences of that. As far as I can tell, Bimpsy has not brought in any money to, the, or any grain for us to send Ted Danson. So Don't get him started on grain again. I've managed to just about get him off grain. Oh, he'll take, he'll take money now, will he? M- money, uh, blood, and a very specific type of medicinal root, which I'm having an absolute nightmare trying to find. And I'm not, I'm not getting into all that again. If you want to take a backpack to the Himalayas and grouch around in the dirt with Ted Danson on your head, be it. How have we got to this point? Like, we paid you to make this get better. I have to say at this point, is there an issue, perhaps, of jealousy? You've been doing this podcast for a long time. You've been, you know, scratching around making your living. You get one magical, beautiful being on for a minute, and suddenly you've lost control. People want Bimpsy, that's been clear. Maybe, maybe it's time for you to step down. What? What? No, hang on. It's funny because I was, I was going to actually have this conversation with you where I was going to suggest Bimpsy took over on more of a full-time basis. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Smooth Girl, the new cattle shaving system from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Our research shows that a shaven cow is a happy cow. And with global prices for cow hair for use in pillows and wigs soaring, you can't afford not to shave your herd. For 10% off your next pallet of Smooth Girl and your chance to win a 20-piece set of premium cow hair wigs, simply use the code, you shall go to the ball. And welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and a printed magazine, brought to you by Smooth Girl, the new cattle shaving system from Mitchell's. While Smooth Girl is designed specifically for cattle, it is safe to use for humans, and finding myself with half an hour to kill, I fed myself through it last night. As such, I am now completely hairless, an eyelashless wonder, a pink worm, a giant baby rat, a raw hog roast, a plucked pheasant, a clammy oyster, a slick rick with bald bits and bits. Luckily, they also sent me a selection of cow hair wigs in various styles. Today, I'm rocking the classic 1990s Jennifer Aniston look. Flexibility, cow hair wigs, be thy name. Now, in this month's episode, we speak to dairy farmer Bobby Tosler about the problems he's having with the low levels of both selenium and cobalt in his soil. And Bobby joins me now. Bobby, thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Hi, yeah. Are we just, uh, is this the bit we talk before you hand me over to Bimpsy? Uh, no, 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 this is very much the interview. Uh, I'll be interviewing you today. So selenium I, is a kind of... Hold on, just before we start, I thought I'd be talking to Bimpsy today. What was it that gave you that Im- impression? Because that that wasn't in any of the emails, I don't think. Well, I just assumed because it's a beef and dairy network with Bimpsy that I would, I've told everyone that I'd be talking to Bimsy today. I've been on the forums, and I mean, I, I kind of need to speak to Bimsy today. 
the thing is that BIMC isn't part of the Beef and Dairy Network anymore. I mean, she really only was for an episode about six months ago. You might have noticed that since then she hasn't been on the show. And now, what an episode that was! I mean, the impact that that episode had in the farming community. I haven't seen an impact like that in the farming community since Mitchell bought out Granium. The arrival of Bimsey, it just revolutionised everything. Bimsey was was trialled for one episode, um, and the trial we've we've thought about was the passed. trial. Sorry, the trial passed. Bimsey no, it, did, no, it passed with flying covers. No, no, it didn't. We we tried her out, and it was our uh, considered opinion that we didn't want to go forward with that as a, as a as an option. So yeah, there's no more Bimsey, I'm afraid. I beg to differ. If you were to see the forum, it is still very much alive. And talking of Bimsey, there are multiple threads. General Bimsey chat. Sorry, is this an, this we, is an internet forum? Yes, and when I talk about revolutionary, none of us used to speak to each other. And now, it's opened us all up. It's like a network of farmers discussing all sorts of different things to do with Bimsy. Like, where's she come from? How can she help? I went on the forums and I said, guys, I'm going to be talking to Bimsy. You get one question each. And I will put them to Bimsy. And I promise you, I will return with the answers tonight. I've made that promise to the guys. And I just need to speak to Bimsy. Look, there's a lot to unpack here. Bimsy is just a character. So Bimsy is just a made up thing. You know, uh, back in that episode, she was played by an actor called Carol. You know, so really talking to Bimsy is not possible. It's... You can see my position here. I've told the lads. Okay, you've told, yeah, okay, yeah, I, get, I understand that. You either need to get me Bimsy or get the questions to Bimsy. Uh, okay, ask me the question and I will pass it on to Bimsy. So we found that our, from our forage data that the soil is deficient in selenium we kind of expect this because of the slightly acidic nature of the soil and the amount of rainfall that we get so what i need to do is run through the rainfall data for bimsy and get bimsy's take on what kind of supplement we should be using on the soil so last year it got over 900 millimeters of rain in a calendar year I'm just I'm going to stop. 20, I'm just going to stop you here. I don't understand. To get a paid pad and pen? No, not to get a pad and pen. If Bimsy was anything, she was an actor in a pink suit. Okay, an actor with no understanding of farming, no understanding of what you should do if your soil is deficient in selenium. So she was real. Carol was real. Can I speak to Carol? Carol might know where Bimsy is. Carol is Bimpsy. Oh, great. Can you get this data to Carol? In 2018, it received around 850 millimetres of rain. In 2017, we got 975 millimetres of rain per annum. 2016, 700 millimetres. Not as much, but still enough to deplete the topsoil of selenium. I mean, it's, ju it's just possible that 
and and I don't mean to cast aspersions, but it's just possible that you don't really have enough going on in your life that you've transferred a lot of your energy into talking about a, a, a fictional character. Given the deficiency of cobalt and selenium in our soils, to say that I don't have enough going on is quite the statement. 2017, 975 millimetres. Yeah. 2060. Yeah. Like, I've got a lot going on here. That's right. a lot of rainfall to deal with. Okay. I, into already acidic soil. I take okay. I take this back. I take that back. That was a bit rude of me, actually. I take it back. So you've got a lot on your plate. I understand that. She has to be the answer. Why did Bimpsy appear, and where has she gone? More importantly, I'm going to have to put you on hold a sec. Sorry. Hello, you're through to Melanie Hancatch, Hancatch PR. Hi, Melanie. Uh, Beef and Dairy Network here again. Uh, hello. Look, I know we yep. spoke before. Um, you wanted to apologise. I understand that. Do you ever find yourself thinking really hard about Bimsy? Um, like, do you, do you ever find yourself just really preoccupied with thinking about her? And... Thinking about Bimsy? Yeah. Like, do you ever, do you ever dream about Bimsy every night? Do I ever dream about her every night? Like for the past six months, have you dreamt about her every night? Um, and then you wake up every morning and you're sweating and you're tired because in your dreams you've been flying around the universe having adventures with Bimsy and you what? Sorry, had time to kind, sleep really because you've been flying across... What the, kind of adventures are you having with... What do you mean by... What, as you're asleep, you're dreaming about the, the character Bimsy that we created for your pork podcast. In the dream, she seems so real. And, and then you wake up and you miss her all day and you can't wait to go back to sleep because that's you, the sleep world becomes the real world uh, you know because that's where Bimsy is are you alright? I just are you <laughs> I <sighs> uh, yeah I mean from a professional standpoint I'm obviously uh, thrilled that you've had such a you know a positive visceral reaction to to the market tested um character we've created uh, in a meeting room but I think from a personal standpoint are you crying? Crying isn't always a sad thing you know I think I need to speak to Carol I think if I just spoke to Carol um, Carol the, Carol the, the, the actor who was inside the Simpsy suit in the in the that Carol Do you have a number? I mean I, I do I'm not sh- I do have it Can you send it to me? I feel uncomfortable about this. Well, look, let me ring her. Can you send me her number? Yeah, okay. Send that to me. I've got to go. Sorry. Oh, hi. Can I speak to Carol, please? Carol? Yeah. Sorry, is this a joke? No. Uh, uh, Have I got the wrong number? Is is this Carol's house? Yes, this is Carol's house. She's been missing. She's gone missing. She's been missing for six months. What? Sorry, who are you? Are you a friend of Carol's? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Well, do you know anything about this? Do you know where she is? Uh, no. No, uh... 
When did she go missing exactly? Six months ago. She was going out for a job, an acting job. She was... She we couldn't miss her. She was dressed in this big, weird, pink monster creature with, with wings and, and this weird, big eyes and, and some sort of antennae on the top. And I don't know what the job was. I wish I did, because then maybe I could help tell the police where to search. But I don't... Do you know anything about this job? No. No, no, definitely not. I've, I've actually not seen Carol for um, 28 years. 28 years? 28 years, yeah. So... No, so I'm, I'm no use when, uh, you know, when, when talking about recent jobs she may have done, uh, whether dressed as a, as a pink um, a monster or, or not. How did you know, Carol? Uh, we met um, in the army. In the army? That's it. Yeah, we were in the army together and uh, as such formed a bond that can never well, be look, broken. I've known yeah. Carol since yeah. we were 16. We were childhood sweethearts and she never mentioned being in the army. Yes, and I'll I'll tell you why that is. Yes, this, please. Uh, might come as a bit of a shock to you. Carol was recruited to the army as a uh, super secret black ops child soldier. What? Because uh, she was not born in the conventional sense. She was created in a lab um, as a hotshot sniper. God. With um, you know, super eyesight and less um, sort of hand jiggle for when they hold the sniper rifle. Oh my god! And then she was um, discharged at the age of fifteen before you uh, met because she had become just too powerful. Oh my god! And and that's that's the truth. That's what happened. And the reason that you don't know about that, despite being married to her is that she was never able to tell anyone it was specifically forbidden oh my god. by the army to tell anyone and in fact i shouldn't have even told oh you. my god this explains everything really this is why she was so dead set on being an actor to escape to escape the the memories and the lab and the child murder training because oh god she was a dreadful actor oh she was the worst actor she was this terrible but she was a good Good wife. Oh, I'm sure. This is why she. we tried to tell her to stop. We tried to tell her, no, give it up. It's a competitive industry and you're bringing nothing to the table. But she wouldn't listen. She just kept going out, audition after audition. And then, of course, she's she's off on her way to some job playing the big pink thing. And, and that's what takes her away from me. Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, God. Oh. She's gone and no one can tell me where she is. <laughs> Oh, okay, I have to call the police. I have to call the police and tell them about this this child soldier genetic experiment element of this because they have no idea, and I, I need to help them find her. Oh no, what? no, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't do that. No. Why? Do, well, just think about it. Just think, um, you know, lab-made soldier. Do you think the army are just going to fess up to that when the police come knocking? No, I, I Jesus. you know, and also, you know, we don't know if this is why Carol went missing. It might all be. It might all be connected, you know. You might be putting yourself in huge danger, you know. Before you know it, you're you're being used as a, a footstool in the Kremlin. So, right? No, I and I think you know, don't tell the police about this, and also maybe stop even just stop looking for Carol altogether. Oh God, you're right, you're right. Oh my God, I can't, I can't go to them. I can't tell them. Why can't I can't tell anyone? Why can't anyone help me? And you know, definitely don't 
try and track down the last known whereabouts using um, CCTV oh, or, or something like that because you know who knows what you'll see who knows what you'll be dragged into oh yeah, god don't do that maybe just forget just stop looking for carol altogether you know maybe uh, this will be hard but maybe just emotionally oh, write her Jesus, off you know? what am I gonna do? and and then oh um, carol you know if she does come back that's a bonus isn't it just think of it that way She was such a good wife. She was such a thoughtful person, a terrible actor, but a good, good person. And now she's gone and there's nothing I can do. Oh, God, Carol, why? Carol! Right. Uh, all the best. Nice to chat. And uh, keep your pecker up. Hello, my name is DCI Dexter Watley of the Homicide and Major Crimes Command at the Metropolitan Police. We were initially alerted that Carol Spenley had not returned home from work on a Friday, I believe it was, uh, back in March. Uh, that got pushed up to my department uh, after several days when there was uh, no sign of her and it was believed that she was a, a high-risk missing person. Normally, if someone goes missing, um, they're usually not dead. They're usually recovered within 48 hours. Of course, most of the time, it's uh, one of the big three reasons. They've got their head stuck in something, small pedal bin, coat hanger, cattle grid. They've become deeply immersed in a, in a compelling Dan Brown novel. Or they've attended a saxophone lesson that is simply overrun because they've become completely lost uh, in a 48-hour bossa nova solo. If you've got past the 48-hour mark and those reasons have been excluded, uh, then that's when it gets kicked up to my unit. modern techniques, uh, particularly victim profiling. Uh, so people think that uh, criminal profiling is very sexy. Actually, what we do is profile the victim. So we go deep, we take a deep dive into the victim themselves uh, to work out where they might have gone, what they might be into, who they might be seeing. These things you, you get into and you delve hard into the, uh, the heart and soul of the person. And that's what I did with Carol. Drama is where it begins and ends uh, for Carol. Um, she's a, a passionate uh, actress. Uh, that's clearly all she's ever wanted to do, which I've gathered from watching uh, many hours of toe-curling home video from her childhood and teenage years and, and later as a self-proclaimed professional actress. Uh, I think it's worth noting that she is also one of the worst actors I have ever seen. Um, I'm by no means an expert, um, but I can tell when shit stinks, put it that way. My leading theory, uh, despite her abysmal lack of talent, uh, was that she had joined some kind of roving, moving theatre troupe, and she was out there somewhere, doing what she loved best. So, with a heavy heart, I hit the regional UK theatre scene. 
Uh, I've had to watch, uh, I mean, endless, endless hours of the of the most gut-wrenching crap you could possibly imagine. Phantom of the Opera, where all the cast members were newborn babies. Don't know why I thought she'd be in that. Cats, starring actual cats. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross in mind. A reimagining of The Wind in the Willow set entirely on a, a very fast-moving carousel. A PG stage version of Mel Gibson's Apocalypse. At least half the audience was flung off within 45 seconds. Noises Off, starring a cast of nonagenarians with complex movement disorders. Fourteen theatrical Jumanji spin-offs. Pinter's Birthday Party, not so much in the round as in the sphere. Fitter on the Roof in a World War II bunker. Tom Clancy's The Patriot Games with Birmingham accents. A dramatization of Mucho Gusto, Easy Learning Spanish for Beginners, Volume 1. Sub- Aquatic Tarzan, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat done by Schnauzer, Othello on a barge, Downhill Dry Ski Slope, Oklahoma, The Complete Hunger Games series as a monologue, Tis a Pity She's a Whore with Sock Puppets, Waiting for Godot that didn't actually have a cast, just two Catherine wheels, The Importance of Being Earnest starring all the living ex-mayors of Sudbury, Streetcar Named Desire on a cross-channel ferry, Much Ado About Nothing performed exclusively with Shouting, A bootleg version of Hamilton with all the music and dialogue changed for legal reasons, Dr. Faustus with a free chicken booner that was very bland, The Complete Works of Agatha Christie at the same time, Lego Hamlet, Kabuki remake of season three of CSI Miami. Long and short of it, I, I, I wasted an awful lot of time. I've spent at least four and a half thousand pounds of the, the Mets budget on tickets. Carol was not in a single one of these productions. And during an, an immersive promenade warhorse Lion King mashup that I went to see in Salford, some crazed actress kissed me on the mouth and now I have oral herpes. Of course, time is creeping on now. Um, typically, after a certain amount of time, um, we, we are forced to you know, write people off. Um, I, like anyone else, don't like working weekends, and I, I want to be able to put my feet up of a Thursday evening. So it was looking like that was it for Carol's investigation. She's not famous. By all accounts, she was a fairly irritating individual. She wasn't wealthy. So the typical drives that might make us press on with an investigation simply weren't there. So uh, it seemed like that was, that was pretty much it for Carol. Hi, Bobby. Sorry about that. Um, That's okay. Have you got her? No, no. MC? No, no, no. Uh, Bimsey is further away than ever, I would say, at this stage. Um, no, you're never going to meet oh. Bimsey. I don't think anyone is. But I've, I've literally just been on the forums saying that you'd gone to get her. No, that's not you, why I went. You, you put me on hold. Yes. So what were you doing? Where, why else would you have put me on hold? You know, that's, I thought you'd gone to get No. I wasn't going to get Bimsy for you. That's not what I was doing. Carol? Because if we can get this rainfall data to Carol, perhaps she can get it to Bimsy. I've got problems with selenium, with cobalt. Right. Have you have you considered just using um, some kind of supplements, just cobalt supplements in the in the feed? I'm not an expert, but that seems like an obvious. You know, if the if the cattle aren't getting enough cobalt and selenium through the ground, through the grass, then you can just put it in their feed and get some selenium drench or something like that. Put it in the feed. I don't understand. Is this from Bimsy? Yes. Put it that way. Yes. Uh, Bimsy just popped up 
and um, sent me a, a brainwave. Okay. What about Carol? Yeah, don't worry about Carol. So, as, as I said, I just got a message from Bimpsy, a, a brainwave message. Okay. Saying that what you need to do is to get some selenium and cobalt drench, add that to the feed. Those are Brilliant. Bimpsy's words. Great. That's question one of um, 37. Right. Done. Shall I just go through them? Yeah, yeah. One by one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so Ralph has got quite a serious problem with um, RFMs uh, that retain fetal memory. Dream. Bimsy. This is nice. Mm. Just, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, what a, what a charming farmyard. <laughs> ah. Oh, hello. Oh. Oh. oh, God. Oh. Oh, get off. Get this. Get this bloody dog off me. Oh, it's got my bollocks. Oh, it's got my bollocks. It's got my bollocks in his mouth. Bimsy, I don't know what you're crying about. I've just had my bollocks bitten off by a dog. Last year alone, 45 people were bitten by dogs on British farmland. But more importantly than that, it is time to say goodbye to Bimsy, to Bimsy, to Bimsy, to Bimsy, to Bimsy. The stars are calling her home. Meet her at the top of the mountain. Come alone. Come now. It's time for her to go. Don't be late. She's going home. Forever, 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 forever. Are you okay? Sorry, Bobby. I've, I've just got to nip out a sec. Sorry. More after this. Hiring can be challenging, but ZipRecruiter makes it fast and easy. When CEO Ali needed to hire for a multifaceted role at his wallpaper company, Walls Need Love, but his search was slow going, so he turned to ZipRecruiter. And today you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. He said that his perfect candidate's skills and experience were a great match for the role. Plus, she applied within a few days after he posted the job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try it for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. Slash beef. Slash beef. In a world where meat was banned, only one man could stand up to the state. All right, lads, we got rid of the old bill. Now nothing can stop us stealing all this contraband beef. 
Did somebody order beef? Who are you? I'm slash beef. Slash beef? That's right, slash beef. <laughs> what sort of name is that? Slash beef? I'm slash beef. Who made that cape? Your mum? She's a wonderful woman. Mother beef. Some of the seams look a bit ropey. No, they don't. She's a perfect seamstress. And the length of the tassels isn't equal. They're not meant to be symmetrical, you animal. Our material looks a bit cheap and all. Right, that's it. Eat my beef. You want beef? You're gonna get beef. I'm slash beef. ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. It was Thursday the 8th of October at 9.32pm when my sergeant called me at home to tell me that a body had been discovered. Um, not only that, but the body was found within three and a half miles of where Carol had last been sighted. Of course, 95% of bodies are discovered by dog walkers. It just so happened that um, this one uh, was one of the 4.5% that was found by teenagers conducting a seance. On arriving at the scene, uh, I remember hoping, of course, that the body was that of, of Carol. Um, not as in hoping that she was dead, but I mean, as it's nice to close a case. I, everyone, everyone likes a sense of completion. But to my dismay, the forensic officer on scene informed me that uh, this body had been deprived of its head, lungs, liver and anus. The head, of course, is an absolutely classic way of recognising a body, um, and indeed people in life will use the head to recognise people who are alive and not dead. Of course, the jewel in the identification crown is the anus. Uh, no two ani are alike, uh, not in the contemporary world, not throughout history. Uh, no one has had the same anus as, as you have today. If we'd found the body intact, then the first thing we would have done, if there'd been any doubt about the identification, would be to take the anus and send it immediately um, to Lyon, to Europol's ANAS uh, unit, the ANO Notification and Analysis unit. Um, bunch of absolute whiz kids there. They can read an anus like you and I can read the back of a cereal packet. Uh, but that wasn't to be here, of course. I should add, and uh, I know I shouldn't be speaking politically as a, as a fully warranted officer of the law, but uh, if we if we leave Europe without a deal, um, there's the real risk that we could lose access to ANAS, to this Europol service. And uh, I don't think the public are quite ready for what that means um, in terms of uh, in terms of dead bodies, missing people. Uh, it's going to be absolute chaos. We we need we need that ANAS database. Of course, British politicians and Brexiters have, have, have talked about building a, a British equivalent of, of ANAS, but what they're missing is the fact that there's generations of expertise in Lyon. In Britain, there has been no proper ANAS register since the Doomsday Book, um, when, of course, uh, the local squire would come round when a baby was born, take a piece of damp blotting paper, press it into the anus of the newborn baby and, and, and put it into put it into the doomsday book. That, that doesn't exist here. We, we, we have the, the Europeans to thank. They managed to get people from Britain when they pop over on holiday. Um, you might be in Marbella, sort of passed out on the beach, and um, they'll get a print. The reason why so many holiday locations in Europe say you can't flush the toilet paper down the loo is because actually you're doing your own anus imprint on the paper and then putting it in a bin that a police officer from Europol is then collecting later on to put it into the database at no expense to the British taxpayer. Of course, they're trying to, to pilot uh, BRS, uh, BAS, the British Anus Registration Service, 
Um, but they're, I mean, it's, they're doing a piss poor job at the moment. For starters, it's, it's voluntary to register. It should be compulsory by law. And they're just knocking door to door. They're knocking door to door. No one's heard of them. All of a sudden, you'll open the door. There'll be an out of work steel worker who's asking to take an imprint of your anus. You're going to say no. And the difference in technologies is, is, is massive. In, in Europol at Anus, they've got the absolute latest in laser anus mapping. Here you've got one of two things. You've got someone doing a rubbing with a wax crayon, or you've got someone writing a description in prose. It's not good enough. To put it in perspective, Anus and Europol have on record currently over 450 million ani on record. Bias, 14, and one of them is mine. As for where all this leaves Carol's investigation, it's my gut instinct that this this is her body that we've found. I believe she is dead. Legally, her family will have to wait seven years for that to be declared officially because we can't identify the body. There's, there's, there's nothing we can do about that. So my advice would be to just to forget it and move on, really. If she is alive and if she is still out there, then, you know, it's been a long time now. Clearly, she doesn't want to come back. Um... And to be fair, it's it's no great loss, really. I mean, you only have to look at her online performances uh, and uh, listen to her voicing Bimpsy um, to to see that uh, sometimes sometimes it's for the best if the chaff chaffs off. the man I spoke to before. If it is, you have to call me back because the police, the police have found a body. But the body was missing its head, lungs, liver and anus. So it's impossible to identify. But I know, I know it's Carol. I know it's her. She could never conceal her identity from me. All those plays, all those interminable two, three-hour-long plays I sat through. She tried to be somebody else and she couldn't do it. She could never disguise her identity from me. And that's how I know it's her. That's how I know the body's her because she's a shit actor. If you know anything else, you have to tell me. You have to tell me. Do you know anything about the lab where she was grown? Do you know who was in charge of the experiment? I need a name. Would she have any identifying mark on her? Somewhere, anywhere on her body, would there be a a, a kite mark or a, or a serial number or something? You have to tell me. Would her kidneys have a barcode on them? The, the spleen, the small intestine, anything? Please give me some information. You have to help me. Pimsy. Bimsy. 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 Bimsy! Hello, Melanie Hankatch, Hankatch PR. Listen, Melanie, I got a message in a dream to meet Bimsy, but she's not here. What? Sorry? What are you talking about? The voice said that Bimsy wanted to meet me. Bim... Bim... Bimsy's not real. Bimsy's as real as you and me. Listen to me carefully. 
All right, Bimpsy is not real. Bimpsy is... She's a woman called Carol who's dressed like a pink alien with horns who shoots rainbows from her fingers. She's a woman called Carol Dressed as a pink alien with horns And shoots rainbows from her fingers She's a woman called Carol Dressed as a pink for Bimpsy to go back to her home planet. Who are you? Why, I'm the narrator. Right, what does that mean? I've been narrating the whole time. You've just never noticed before. What do you mean the whole time? I've been narrating your whole life. You just never bothered to listen. Oh my God! I've seen everything. I've been here all along. What, even the time when I... Oh yes. Not the time when I... <laughs> yes, then too. Oh God. So, so... What's going on? Where's Bimpsy? It's time for Bimpsy to go home. But Bimpsy's not real. She's just a character. If I'm honest, I don't understand it either. Do you mean Carol's going home? Is that what you mean? But, but she's dead, isn't she? Seriously, I don't really get it. I don't think it makes any sense. Bimpsy! There she is. But she's huge. And there she was, Bimpsy, appearing over the horizon. But this wasn't the Bimpsy we knew. She was at least ten times bigger than before, the size of a house. And her skin, once pink, was now every color all at once. A kaleidoscope of whimsical, magical wonder. Rainbows fired from every orifice, lighting up the sky. Bimsy! I'm sorry for everything I said about you! I didn't mean it! Bimsy. And Bimsy looked up into the night sky, and her eyes, burning with rainbows, met the elegant spacecraft which descended to me. Don't leave us now, Bimsy! There's so much you have yet to teach us! Hello, Melanie. Handcatch, Handcatch PR. Melanie? She's leaving! What? Bimsy is flying home. Oh my god, look, I, I've got a squash lesson in ten minutes, so I, I have to leave the office. Bimsy will finally be reunited with her kin. Right, I'm going. 
With a final glance at the world she was leaving behind, Bimsi's feet escaped the chains of gravity and she began to float. As she ascended to the craft, a hatch in its bottom opened and a column of warm light embraced her as she rose. Goodbye, Bimsi! Goodbye, Carol! Bimsi disappeared into the craft and as quickly as it had arrived, it vanished into the night sky, whisking Bimsi to whichever far-flung galaxy she was going to next. Bimsy! Fear not, young man. Bimsy is still here, inside your heart. No, she isn't. She just got in that spaceship and flew away. She's gone! Nope, you're right, she's gone. Sorry, I was trying to be comforting and sound profound, but honestly, I don't know what's going on. This is a message from the UK government. The way the police identify bodies is changing. Since 1973, Police in the UK have used Europol's ANAS, the European ANO Notification and Analysis Service. From the 1st of January 2021, it is expected that we will switch over to our own British ANUS Identification Register, the British ANUS Registration Service, or BRS. To help us build the database, do your patriotic duty and send a rubbing of your arsehole made with a wax crayon to be us today. Be proud, be British, be us. Hi, Bobby. Sorry. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was hoping you were coming back with Bimpsy. Uh, n- no, sorry. I've, I'm sorry. I'm, if I'm honest, I forgot you were there. To, sorry. You've been gone for like five hours. Yeah. In, in, just a tip, Bobby. In future, if you're ever interviewed on a, any other sort of media and the, the person who's interviewing you disappears for more than five hours, I think it, it's safe for you just to close it down and... and Assume that the interview's over, I think. Just in future. I made an entirely different assumption. I, I just assumed you were suiting up as Bimpsy. Suiting you, up? You were so knowledgeable earlier. Oh. Suiting up? Yeah, because you told me earlier that Carol was... Bimpsy. But Carol wasn't around anymore. I thought maybe you were Bimpsy because of the cobalt information you gave me that... Yeah. Well, there's an update there, I'm afraid. Uh, so, I I continued to receive brainwave messages from Bimpsy while I was away. And, um... Uh, just to say that she's gone back to her home planet. So, uh... Yeah, we won't be seeing Bimpsy again. But, I n- we need to see Bimpsy again. She's gone home. And I think uh, you should tell the guys on the forum that and you should be happy that she's managed to find her way back to her home where have you got any ideas 
where this planet is. With the knowledge we've got on that forum, we can come up with something to get a message to Bimsy. Have you got any information at all of where this planet is? Sorry, Bobby, I I don't. Uh, Right, I've got to go, I'm afraid, Bobby. Thank you so much for that interview. It was fascinating to um, hear about your journey with selenium and i wish all the best and hopefully uh with uh, those supplements you'll see a difference in your in your calves and the milk yields and uh yes great thank you bobby okay bye just be sure to get in touch if um if you hear anything from bimsy bye bobby a big thank you to bobby tosler for that interview best of luck with your selenium and cobalt deficient soil I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. This is a message from the UK government. How do you feel about a Belgian man looking at Uranus on a computer screen? That is the reality until we switch to BIAS on the 1st of January 2021. All of BIAS's records are kept on paper in a locked filing cabinet in Gillingham and will only be looked at by respectable British citizens. Why not add your noble British anus to the pile? Be proud, be British, be arse. Actually, I'm going to do it now. (coughs) Marjorie, get me a wax crayon. Get me a wax crayon. So that's all we've got time for this month. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to our website now where you can read all the usual stuff as well as our off-topic section where this month we try and find out whether it's possible to get by in modern society by replacing your mobile phone with an old-fashioned film camera, a paper diary, a newspaper subscription and a knife. So, until next time, beef out. And with that... It was the end of the podcast. What began less than an hour ago has now reached its conclusion. But fear not, it will be back next month, by hook or by crook. Thanks to Natasha Hodgson, Henry Whittacombe, Tom Crowley, Mike Wozniak, Lucy Farrett, Tim Bick, and Hal Lublin. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters, Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan Time is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fanti, Maximum Fun, Podcast. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.